Welcome, heathens and witches, to the Horn and Cauldron podcast. podcast. Yeah, I'm John Norgrove. This is Julie Norgrove. Um, I don't, I don't really know how to start these. If you, <laughs> it's man, been a I, year. I know. You would think that I'm like learning or paying attention or being an adult. It's not happening. So, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget to like this video, comment below, share, subscribe, ring the bell, and do all that kind of stuff. And if you are listening to this on your podcast network of choice, then. Um, Please leave us a review. That's how we know that you watched, because otherwise, figuring out how podcasts work is a nightmare. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think that we should just jump right into this one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Today we are talking about Yule. That's right. But 102, because last year we did 101. So if this is your first time listening to us, um, we're, this is going to be a little bit more deep dive into Yule, like a little bit more esoteric. Uh, so if you want like sort of that like 50,000 foot overview of Yule going to the 101 last year is probably the best bet. But, um, you know, we're going to things are going to overlap. You can listen to this one without the last one's knowledge. Um, you you'll know, still get some good stuff. Yeah, you'll still get some good it. stuff yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. And uh, if you do have any questions, you can just hit us up on social media. All of our social media and stuff will be linked below. Or you can go to our website, nerdjive.com uh, for that. And uh, if you want to uh, subscribe on YouTube where everything's at NerdJive, even though this is the Horn and Colton podcast, NerdJive is like the overarching brand that we have. Yeah, and, um, because I'm a witchy nerd. Yeah. I'm yeah. a nerd for about witchy stuff. So nerd about witchy stuff. And I'm a nerd yeah. about fucking everything. <laughs> Man. I mean, I don't nerd I, about other sometimes things. I read too but. much. Um, but uh, yeah. And uh, if you would like to support more of this witchy content, we have a Patreon, uh, which is uh, Nerd Jive on Patreon. Yep. And we have a Horn and Colden podcast tier where you get access to the Book of Shadows pages um, that I make, as well as like cell phone backgrounds. And you get to hang out with us and uh, a special Discord, Discord chat, chat and all that we stuff. We do a so, monthly so hangout. Do, 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 do all the things. Do all the things. Yeah. They're all out there. And I would like to uh, give a shout out to our patrons, Alan, Miranda, Helena, and Alexa. Thank you very much for allowing us to do this and helping us. Um, this is There's a lot of equipment to do this. Yeah. And I'm still not even that good at it. Yeah. And, so, uh, your, and we need more equipment. Your support still. helps us do what we do. Yeah, a little your bit support helps us um, as well as gives you um, more access to us. And the point here is to create... A, uh, a coven of like-minded individuals who just want to um, have a good old time and, yeah. and learn and, and share and explore together. Uh, Julie and I practice differently. Uh, we practice differently from some of our patrons. And uh, it's just about the community of learning and sharing and being cool. So do that. Yeah. Uh, and it's a no gatekeeping. No, 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 hate no assholes allowed. Yeah. Everybody has one. Nobody bring it. You leave that shit at home. Um... <laughs> Or whatever makes sense <laughs> linguistically. Just detach there. that. Yeah, just to un uncouple. Um, the booty. Gross. Yeah, space stuff. <laughs> uh, anywho, you 102. Let's get into it and have me shut the fuck up. Uh, I want to be like about time. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's been a long time. Maybe it hasn't been a long time. I'm just who here knows. To, after I'm just the here to drink booth. and give color commentary. 
So Yule, Yule is actually tomorrow. Jewel is tomorrow. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but the cool thing is, is although Yule starts on the winter solstice, which if you're listening to this when it comes out is going to be today, uh, that's Tuesday, December 21st. Yeah. Um, then that doesn't mean that you missed out because Yule technically goes for at least three days and for in most traditions, a couple of weeks yeah. uh, and ends on January 1st or even after January 1st, sometime between the 7th and the 10th. So um, you have plenty and plenty and plenty of time to celebrate yeah. the and, Yule and season. If you are new to us and you haven't heard this before, um, if the holiday is on a day that you already have plans or are working or are busy or are otherwise indisposed, or honestly, you just got home from work and not really feeling it right now, um, do that shit on the weekend, bro. <clears throat> yeah. Like, it don't have to be the exact day. That's not how we do that. Like, if you want it to be the exact day and, and that's like your thing, <laughs> do it rock and roll, right? We're not going to stop you. But... Like for us, like this year, we're doing like we're doing Yule stuff tomorrow. We're having a uh, we're having a, a couple of friends come over. Um, so like we're doing like Yule stuff here uh, for us. But, um, but we don't normally do that. But normally we would put, yeah. we would put this shit off till Saturday, like a hundred. It would either be <laughs> next Saturday or like last Saturday. There's like yeah. no way we're doing some shit in the middle of the week, especially if we're having like a full block. Especially if we're having people come and, like, over people and people coming stuff. over and stuff. Like our buddies coming over just to, like hang out and say hi. And like we're making we're doing preparatory Christmas cooking because I have to test out a brand new recipe because for Christmas and for Thanksgiving this year, I decided to do something I've never done before, which is very weird way to make life choices. But I mean, Thanksgiving turned out super good. I deboned a whole ass turkey. Yeah, yeah. it was delicious. Pre-cook. Pre it was really neat having like deboned turkey. It was awesome. That's definitely something we're going to have to yeah, do. Yeah, give it a try. Give like, it a try. Thank I'm you. very into the spatchcocking, but yeah. honestly, I'm way more into the, the deboning. Turkey. Way, way cool. That was yeah, way cool. so yeah. much easier. Shout to out to uh, Adam Ragusea. Um, hashtag he's, not sponsored. Yeah, hashtag not sponsored, <laughs> but he's the fucking best. Uh, check him out on YouTube. His cooking channel is hyper informative and legit. He got like his YouTube video guided me through deboning a whole turkey. So yeah, it, yeah. like he's legit, dude. So, um, yeah, Yule does not have to be celebrated on the exact day. Uh, but, you know, if you want to do that, rock and roll. Yeah. Um, no, Yule has been celebrated since like on paper since the fourth century. It's the first mention of that that we've got of mm -hmm. of the festival of Yule. But we have a lot of um, clues that this has been celebrated for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Um, and uh, one of the things that I want to try to do this year is to stay up late and watch the Yule solstice thing at, at Stonehenge that they live stream. But that's like late in California time. Yeah, our time, it starts at like 1130. Yeah, and I'm normally asleep. Yeah, that's late for her. <laughs> for me, no problem. Uh, because I'm one of those so irresponsible adults who we'll doesn't sleep. We'll see. Yeah. So, um, I'll wake her up. Don't yeah, me. so Yule starts on the winter solstice. So the winter solstice is the longest night of the year. So it's the shortest day of the year. And uh, really the symbolism behind Yule is about like rebirth, rebirth of the sun. You're sort of... Um, you're sort of like at the dead of winter, mm -hmm. like winter. Although, I mean, where we live in California, this is not really the dead of winter. This is kind of like the beginning of winter for us. But well, <laughs> yeah, but historically, a 12 month Gregorian calendar for that. Yeah. Oh, uh. yeah. So <laughs> traditionally, Yule is meant to be the dead of winter. And it's like the. You know, it's like the furthest away that the sun is. So yeah. it's a time where, you know, people are like 
mopey and sad and times are tough because yeah. winter time, especially in like ancient times was really hard because you had to literally harvest everything you were going to eat through the winter before like September. Yeah. And then that shit had to last you all the way through to spring pretty much. So yeah. it's a, it's a tough time, yeah, but you can just go to like DoorDash and get that shit delivered. That <laughs> yeah. You couldn't just like, Hop over to the Although, store. if you do get trapped backwards in time, I mean, somehow turn DoorDash into an old timey thing. It's how you get rich. Just put it out there. Yeah, that could be it. Right? That could be it. Yeah. Yeah. I literally, <laughs> every single time I think about ancient day stuff, I think, what if I got stuck back there? And what can I do to make sure I don't get murdered? Um, every single time. What, what modern shit, like, I mean, could you imagine getting time traveled back to like the 14th century and then scrounging up the ingredients to make a burrito and present that shit to a king. You're going to be like, sir, I want you to try this. And he's like, that looks like a piece of wood. And you're like, it's not. There's food in it. Bites into that shit. Boom. <laughs> Court cook. You're protected and safe. <laughs> I think about this legitimately five times a day. Or like tacos or something. Yeah, just anything. Anything that I'm doing at the moment, I think, can this somehow be weirdly brought backwards in time with me? Just as knowledge is <laughs> one of the reasons why I like study everything so weirdly ferociously is because I'm just like, what if I have to use this technology in the past or something? You know, <laughs> I mean, that is like a that is a legitimate concern. I get, it's not. That's not. It's, it it is probably is. I it's think it's a legitimate super concern. crazy, but it's something I am super prepared for. <laughs> send me back in time. See what happens. I'm gonna live like a king. Yeah. <laughs> As long as you send me to a place where like brown people are OK, because I'm a little brown and that that's a thing that I have to worry about going backwards in time. That is definitely. A thing yeah, you have to worry about. I just didn't even think about until I was like in my 30s and yeah. I saw like a TV show that mentioned it. And I was just like, oh, I hadn't put that into any of my plans because I forgot. That I was brown and that racism existed. Yeah, which is ridiculous because, I mean, you you're listening to this right now, so you understand how ridiculous that is. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I guess that just plan never clicked in my head all the way. <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand racism. That's just stupid. <clears throat> so It is. It is. So uh, back to Yule. So <laughs> we'll get on track. Guys. Don't worry. We'll get about there it. or not. You yeah. know, this could be clever. this could be a multi this could be a multi hour <laughs> event. Yeah. Right. Uh, so some popular things to do uh, on Yule because it's kind of like midwinter party season still kind of like filter through to today. And you can see that with like parties and singing and dancing and feasts, decorating with evergreens, uh, Yule logs and wassailing and, um, you know, like a Christmas ham, uh, you know, Yule boar was like a big tradition as well. And one that's- You said Yule core? You know, like mermaid core Oh, shit. Yule like, core? Yule core sounds fucking dope. Yule core does sound I dope. I fully support that. Yeah, I feel like Yule core is basically like taking the fashion choices of uh like any any one of those like period piece holiday things like alternate alternate reality yeah, totally. ones like um the one with the toy maker that we watched last year and i wanted to make everything that they made i don't remember what that's called oh, what was that damn that was good damn. um <laughs> <laughs> or Cl or Klaus the or like Klaus like, yeah that we just watched yeah anyway so a lot of that stuff kind of like permeates into the now times and some of that stuff was popular then and is getting more popular now after several centuries of not being super popular like Yule goat 
for instance, or um, technically bonfires, really. So, I mean, you bon, bon, bonfires, every celebration wants a bonfire. Listen, when in doubt, <laughs> bonfire. But if you do bonfire, bonfire safely. Drinking game. Drinking game. Drinking game. That's your fire safety. Yeah. yeah. That wasn't. You'll get another one. <laughs> You'll probably get at least one more. Yeah. I'm patient. So we talk about all of those things at pretty at length in our Yule 101 episode. So I'm not going to go super deep into them here. Uh, but I do want to talk about um, for this year for Yule 102, some important figures that are part of the like Yule time yeah. season yeah. that you so see. Why is like with your arms out like this and then you you do like upside down that's not how you do and then l is like this important figures these figures like ymca figures no 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 no, i'm not gonna i tried i'm not gonna give that to you that was i was going for as lame as possible so i feel like i won that worked yeah that was beyond dad jokes yeah it was beyond dad jokes that's jokes you teach to little kids got this (laughs) anime classes i can't do that because it pushes my eyelashes into my eyeballs yeah, because I got long eyelashes and my glasses touch him if I don't wear them like sagged down my nose. It's a real curse. So as we get into this, um, there are some some names and some terms that I uh, have done my best with trying to pronounce. So please let us know if I am pronouncing something wrong. Uh, I only have the Internet to tell me how to pronounce things, and it's not an easy task to yeah. find a correct yeah. pronunciation. And we speak English only. <clears throat> yes. I speak a little French yes. and a little German and a um, little Japanese, but that's not helpful, actually. Yes. And I believe <laughs> that this first name is actually Welsh, which is one that I have the hardest Oof, time Welsh with. Welsh is a hard one, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I am very sorry um, if you are hearing me pronounce your pronounce things uh, very wrong. Yeah. So Just our, correct us. So the Seriously. first figure that we're going to talk about that pops up when you're talking about like heathen holiday time, Christmas time, Yule time type of things is Marie Louis. Um, and that name mostly means gray mare. Uh, yeah. But some scholars think that it means a merry game or is even derived from a term meaning the Virgin Mary. Marie, Mary. You yeah, know, they're close. All of that kind of stuff. Yeah, sure. Uh, but we don't really know. Uh, so that makes things kind of complicated. But if you've been a longtime listener to the podcast, you'll know that that's pretty much the thing that I say about all of that stuff yeah. is we don't really know. Yeah. Thank you, uh, Christianization. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> yeah, so Marie Louise is a horse skull attached to the top of a pole and is covered with a cloth. This is technically called a horse. Oh, that's not a horse. person. Oh, did I say a person? No. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I don't know. Honestly, oh, I wasn't paying that much attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, so, I, I was just, I was just like, holy shit! This person's just a skull on a pole. No, no, that's no, no, fucking no, horrible. No, no, no. So technically, this is a, a hobby horse, and it's a horse skull specifically, mm. not like a horse head, but like a skull of a horse. Yeah, the bone attached part to the top inside of, a pole of the fucking head, <clears throat> and covered with the cloth. The skull and the cloth are decorated with ribbons and ornaments and baubles and stuff like that. And the person that is carrying this mm. hides underneath the cloth, so it's technically it's a hobby horse ah so you don't ride it like a kid's horse toy i mean remember that remember horse head on a stick as a toy that's basically what this is okay yeah 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 yeah, that's what i'm saying yeah i don't know if young people know that that's a that that was a toy horse head on a stick i not a real fucking horse (laughs) well probably obviously honestly i never looked into it i was a child um but yeah i had horse head on a stick 
Everybody had horse head on a yeah. stick. It was so, like the classic toy. I, I did not. Um, oh. I did not. <laughs> but there were other kids that did. I was not into that. <laughs> I would say that you're a girl and older than me, but that doesn't make any sense. Because yeah. I definitely saw girls with him. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, the, so the person carrying around... Weird. The person carrying it around, um, they're so they're disguised and they're like in they a group with a bunch of festively dressed people. Mm -hmm. No, it's even better than that. What are, so what are horse bells nickels? We're going to talk about bells nickels, too. Oh, okay. um, so the person who's disguised as Marie Lloyd and their festively dressed group, they travel around town and they sing songs door to door. So basically they're wassailing. Yeah. Um, which yeah. if uh, you remember from last year or if you haven't listened to it yet, wassailing comes from a uh, Anglo-Saxon greeting, which means be in good health. Yeah. And um, it's singing at people until they it's give you singing liquor. at people a bit drunk. Yeah, until, until they give they you, give you food and drink, yeah. um, but mostly drink. So yeah. they basically wander around wassailing um, and at each house they stop and they sing. Um, but the singing is very specific. It's not just like carols. They're singing to demand entry, food and drink. They want to be in the house and they want to eat and drink in the house. I want to picture sitting comfortably in your house and then you just hear people violently screaming about trying to get into your house for yes, free shit. Yes. It's so, the most threatening way to be no, robbed. It gets better. It gets it's better. amazing. I love it. Also, in my mind, they're singing back streets back. So, so live with that the people shit in your who head. live in the house sing back, denying them entry and giving them excuses why they well, can't. Also, you have in. to sing to fight the horse demon? Yes. Fucking Jesus, man. <laughs> the old times were weird. Yeah. And this goes back and forth until the people the house run out of excuses and let them in there yeah. a, it, it doesn't really seem to me in the research that i did <laughs> you that you excuses. well i mean they're like the baby's asleep and they're like you don't have a baby yeah. it, basically they're having like a rap battle yeah a drunken yeah. old-timey rap yes. battle to get yes. into the house yes lin-manuel miranda would you please make a weird horse demon wassail rap battle holy shit yes yeah. Yeah. So eventually, musical friends. I, I might, I might be able to convince somebody <laughs> to do this. So eventually, the people in the house run out of excuses, and they let this troop of drunken people, yeah, into their home. I feel like this is the progenitor for Baby. It's cold outside, <clears throat> but just like in reverse. Uh, maybe. Right uh, now, once inside, the people in the house give them food and drink, and then the person playing Marie Lude cavorts around the house while the leader of the house. Or by the leader of the group, who's generally dressed like all fancy mm -hmm. and stuff, or, or fancier than their companions. And they all have like weird costumes. And, yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah. there's a variety of different kind of like variations there. But once inside, Marilude is cavorting around the house, scaring children and knocking over things that are okay to be knocked over. Like, what's this, a pillow? Shove that on the couch. Shove yeah. that on the floor. Okay, so you just got a cat in the house. <clears throat> yeah. And the leader of the group tries to restrain them. Tries is quotations tries to restrain them comically. ah yeah comically security tries to theater them. hey don't worry i'm gonna control this horse demon that i just loosed into your house it's yeah gonna scare yeah. the shit out of your kids it is unclear at what point the food and drink is given to them but basically once the leader of the group has restrained them and other odd like things have happened there's like one one character that um yeah. that's kind of like a punch and judy thing yeah. that threatens to rake out your um your fireplace 
Wow. And and does so with a stick. Uh, yeah. So once they're done, has they leave the house and, wa- and wassle over to the next yeah. has, place. Has anybody ever done this? If so, was it awesome? What was it like? Do you have photos and share them with us? <laughs> um, social media links in the <clears throat> links below. Uh, and also, if you haven't, does anybody want to do this? <laughs> we don't have a horse skull, but what well, about we a deer have skull? Like, we have like a plastic unicorn skull. That would be even better. Yeah, unicorns are kind of horse. I'll accept it. Yeah, I'll allow. I'll allow it. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's let's do let's merry loot it up, bro. <laughs> so this is a tradition that's pretty popular throughout um, throughout the northern bits of the UK, and in particular, like I said, I'm pretty sure Wales is like really the main place that it's coming from. Mm-hmm. But the first, so but there's not really any precedent for this to be ancient really the first mention that we have yeah yeah the first mention that we have of this tradition is from the 1800s um although some people think that it is derived from ancient traditions that are widespread throughout the uk Mm. air um called hoodening 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 I mean, breaking into somebody's house dressed like a horse demon is pretty hood, but I don't, <laughs> I don't think that they mean the same thing that I mean. Wow. Okay. Uh, uh, also, every Christmas movie now officially sucks because carolers <laughs> could have a horse demon amongst them who wants to like scare your kids and drink your booze. A significantly <laughs> more fascinating way to carol. Like, let us in. And the people inside are like, no. It's, Maybe it's cold outside. And they're like, we don't give a shit. It's going to happen. <laughs> I love this. Make this a Christmas movie. What is happening? Yeah. Oh, my God. Hallmark needs to get their shit together. So hoodening <laughs> is basically where somebody disguises themselves as like a hobby horse type animal. Because it wasn't just horses. They did that with other animals, too. Sure. And yeah, um, enacted like plays. Yeah stuff like that so most likely this isn't a pre-christian tradition because we don't really see any record of this until the 1800s that doesn't mean that there weren't variations of this that happened but the big clue there for it to not be ancient is that in the 16th and 17th century hobby horses were all the rage among the rich they had like super ornate hobby horses different kinds of animals sticks like fancy flowing like sometimes painted just uh, like cloths just like draping hung, over just like hung in the house y- yes or they gave them to their children to play yeah. or they would drunkenly play with them at, dr- at rich people parties yeah we're gonna make so, so many skull when you horse think about shit, it that like... sounds fucking dope <laughs> yes yes i'm sorry what i just assumed this shit was for like kids who were into cowboys but Damn. Probably Son, actually that's awesome. not for children mostly, unless yeah. you were hyper rich. I'm so, very into mm-hmm. this, dude. So when you think about it, like a hundred years later, it's not really a far stretch to imagining that somebody took wassailing and somebody took a hobby horse that yeah. and by their powers and, and then by their Captain powers Planet. combined, yeah. Marie Louis. Yeah. Um, yeah. so that is the first important figure. That's so dope. Oh my god. Yes. Yes, we're going to do this. <laughs> yes. I got sticks. I got skulls. We can make this happen. No problem. You know what I really want to do is I want to do one of these Mary Ludes with uh, with a fucking. Um, uh, what, what you call. <sighs> giraffe. Head. Oh, you I had to think one? of the word giraffe because I called giraffes kangaroos and kangaroos giraffes. It's like an old 
crazy thing, ignore it. Um, that was very difficult to remember what they were actually called because giraffe skulls are nightmarish. Have you ever seen a giraffe skull? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, TLDR, uh, secret uh, Yule 102 podcast homework. Google giraffe skull. They're fucking nightmare fuel. I love giraffes, by the by. I have like a bunch of giraffe stuff everywhere. Yeah. Um, and kangaroo stuff. Those are, I don't know, whatever. Those two animals have some sort of correlative value in my mind. <laughs> no reason at all. Um, but yeah, giraffe skulls. I've always, always wanted one. They're like super expensive, but they're so cool looking. They're like straight up nightmare. Yeah. I love them. I love them. Yeah. I get like a giraffe skull painted black, cover it in runes. I got this. We got a plan. You 103. It's going to be a bunch of skulls. Yeah. Honestly, when I get up to refill my drink, I'm probably going to bring that unicorn skull in. So what's up? <laughs> so next we're going to talk about Krampus. Uh, yeah. And Krampus really has exploded in popularity over the last like 10 years or so. Uh, so Krampus is usually portrayed as a satyr like man goat hybrid. Yeah. Uh, Krampus has brown or black fur all over his body, cloven hooves, goat horns, a tail, fangs and a long pointy tongue. Uh, that's pretty standard <laughs> for the ladies. I, I, I guess I could not um, resist. I'm that's sorry. pretty standard look for him. Although some more modern things like the horror movie Krampus that came out a couple of years ago, he looks very different from a satyr, uh, but he does still have some of those things. Yeah, um, he's, but, w- he's way more like uh Christian demon. Sort of. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. Krampus also often carries chains uh, with like various size bells on them. So you mm-hmm. can like hear them coming basically. And a bundle of birch branches or a whip. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes he's shown wearing a basket on his back, uh, which he puts bad children in to yeah. be drowned, eaten or taken to hell. Yeah. Or whipped with that whipped with his switch. No, that's something different. Whipping his kids with switch. Yeah. So. Krampus with the the birch and the and the switch uh, the, the birch and the whip are kind of like the same function of like different things so like yeah. bad kids get birch sticks which I'll talk about in a minute but bad kids can also get whipped there are some regional variations of Krampus where Krampus is invited to your home and then Krampus comes in and like drops candy on the floor and if the kids rush too quickly to get it, then Krampus whips them while they pick up the candy from the floor. That's so funny. Oh, the my birch God. Thing, He's the like, birch hey, hey, hey. are way more interesting. Hey, not too fast, too furious on this. Yeah. Calm it down yeah. A little bit. yeah. So clothing is optional for Krampus, but Krampus can also be seen carrying or wearing this bag or like a basket to carry yeah. naughty children off. Yeah. Um, a lot of the German... Uh, wood carved stamp things are Krampus with a basket. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The basket which, is which the most I common. Which I think I think the like wood like the like older German wood carving Krampuses are like the best or is best Krampus. Oh, they're super cool. Old German wood carving yeah. Krampus, now, best Krampus. I don't really know exactly when Krampus like first came round because there wasn't really any information about that that I was able to yeah. find. One day, um, no Krampus. All of a sudden, but as Krampus. time went on and um, like the 1800s rolled around the Victorian times, um, people got really into selling, sending like Krampus cards. So like postcards with like art on the front to, you know, as like a season's greeting thing. And the Krampus 
pictures for that got wild. They weren't just Krampus with the kids and the stuff. It was Krampus like trying to like get at some ladies oh or my God, ladies yeah. dressed as yes, Krampus. Yes. There is some Kr- wild Krampus, Victorian Kramp- Krampus era Krampus going for some ladies image. with his switch is like deaf and ancient wood carving that I've seen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Not even ancient. Not, not even ancient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like old timey wood yeah. carvings. Yeah. Now, some people think that Krampus is a variation of an older custom called Perkenlaufen. Yeah, Perkenlaufen. Um, and this is like a, a celebration where women of old disguised themselves by wearing masks and tattered clothes and rags and they had their hair down because most of most of the time in old timey times women had their hair up or back. Yeah. Um, so it, having their hair down and have your hair up for Jesus. Yeah. Having your hair down would have been like a like a no 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 (laughs) not even a no 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 just like the opposite basically of um you know like rom-com teen show teen movies where like the girl with the glasses takes her glasses off takes her hair down she's totally Mm, a different person it's basically the same thing yeah so it was common for women who were dressing up for perkton laufen um to also leave one breast bare And they were so disguised that this was not considered improper. This was like primarily something in Germany and in in, uh, Dutch territories. So, I mean, there's a whole statue for a lady who rode on a horse naked just because shits and gigs. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Listen, Um, people were like, like no nudity, Jesus, but also into fairly modern times with people still celebrating in this similar way up until like the early 1900s. Um, Yeah, we should still be doing that. Very good. So the disguised people would split into two groups and then they would stage a mock battle. And um, very cool. Mock battles kind of stem from ancient ritual battles, which are thought to be about the fertility of crops. However, in doing some research on this, I think that I think that scholars that say that it's about fertility of crops are kind of missing the point because it's really more of a spiritual battle, if you will. So when you look at the Wiccan tradition for uh, for Yule, there are some rituals, particularly group ones, that have to do with the battle between the Oak King and the Holly King, um, which is essentially the changing of the seasons yeah. and sort of changing of the guard and power changes and, and that sort of thing. So I think that the fertility of crops is a bit short-sighted and is not really looking too far into it. Um, but that's what Perk de Laufen is. And um, because this took place in like German and Dutch areas, when uh, people came to the United States, when pilgrims came here, uh, a lot of the Pennsylvania Dutch customs sort of sort of like transformed into um, other very interesting customs. But in particular, um a Belsnickel is a combination of Krampus and Perkenlaufen and uh, sort of takes that together. Sure, so totally. the Belsnickel in um, Pennsylvania Dutch customs is basically Krampus, but comes to your house dressed in rags and also carries birch or sticks and that it, sort of it, thing. It, it, but it sounds like Pennsylvania Dutch are doing are using the word Belsnickel to describe mall Santa. Uh, well, kind of. For, in a um, modern, I don't mean that in a derogatory way at all, by <laughs> the way. Mall Santas are the best. In fact, I know like several dudes who do Mall Santa. Uh, mall Santa. Mm-hmm. Um, and they all fucking love it. They all think it's like the fucking coolest thing they can do, like now that they're retired or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Um, 
Well, but not like, particularly but like, it's mall it, Santa. it's it's that like it's that like a uh, Belsnickel is the like Krampus stand-in. I I can see where you're going with that, but you know what I mean. They where you see the traditions of Belsnickel, you don't see the traditions of Krampus. They are. Oh, it, you generally get one or you get the other. The same, yeah. Yes. Now, Krampus and Perchtenlaufen and Belsnickel and Perchtenlaufen, they kind of like. Yeah. They can kind different. of they kind of exist. Yeah. Um, together, but the Belsnickel, the main difference between Belsnickel and Krampus is that Krampus generally is only giving stuff to bad children, whereas the Belsnickel is bringing presents for good and for good kids and then stuff for bad kids. Mm. Um, so yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so celebrating Krampus is actually really cool. And, um, it's something that I want to bring more into our own personal practice. Yeah. This yeah. year we did just a little bit, but yeah, we did leave, uh, we did leave uh shoes <coughs> out with candy and, and alcohol for Krampus, <coughs> which let's be perfectly fucking real here. Uh, I love Christmas is probably my favorite holiday i'm pretty crazy about christmas you are pretty crazy about christmas. i am pretty crazy also i love all christmas movies even the shitty ones they're all fantastic christmas movies are where bad writing goes to die and it's my favorite thing ever <laughs> right because most of it not so good 10 percent of it though just mm, amazing what, what did we watch <laughs> what did we watch on netflix the other day fucking um Father, father came home father christmas is father home christmas is like home that. or yeah. some nonsense like that it was so good oh my god everybody yeah. was just like 1975 hamming it up it was fucking rad <laughs> oh my god that movie was fantastic so, but um no okay yeah. okay so what i wanted to say about this was that it sounds a lot like um it sounds a lot like krampus is sort of the like combination of a bunch of traditions yes he's like the collector of traditions with regard to that sort of stuff uh, sort you know? of yeah yeah you could you could definitely see that oh, okay so um so we like we're always like yes we should do this stuff for krampus and then december 5th comes before we know it and we're just like oh we forgot so krampus knocked um or krampus night is celebrated on december 5th which is traditionally the day before the feast of saint nicholas so even though krampus can be tied sort of at least a little bit to some of the ancient traditions really krampus sort of like received its full fleshing in under the christian influence which um may turn some people off but I invite you to kind of like push that aside because Krampus is a pretty interesting character and I definitely think um, he warrants a place. Yeah. So um, so to celebrate Krampus not. My opinion, if you're going to have a magical man be an E your house, right? We will break and enter. Um, yeah. I would rather it be like a weird satyr demon than like Santa Claus. I don't know. I mean, you're definitely in for a good time if it's Krampus or you're in for a bad time. Depends on how you like to look at that. Yeah. Yeah. So one way that you can celebrate Krampusnacht is uh, with a Krampus run. Krampus runs are basically parades where people mostly or preferably dressed as Krampus um, drunkenly. People mostly are goats. What are we talking about here? No, where people mostly are dressed like Krampus. Mm. Um, but you don't have to be dressed like Krampus who would be involved in the run generally. Yeah. Um, they drunkenly run through the streets and scream and yell and try to frighten children. So that's a Krampus run. Mm. 
It's a that whole thing. That sounds awesome. In fact, most yeah. of the pictures that you see of Krampus or Krampus Knocked or any of the Krampus festivals are from the Krampus runs. Uh, they're generally done after dark, but sometimes they're done in the daytime. There's no mm -hmm. particular reason why or why not. It's just sort of there. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, drunkenly running around, their drink of preference would be schnapps. Um, schnapps is very regionally sort of popular that time of year. Schnapps mm -hmm. is a fruit or other strongly flavored infused liquor yeah. so like peppermint is just a german one for liqueur yeah basically um so you're gonna be taking out your you know peppermint schnapps dressing up like a goat man and running through the streets trying to scream at children and scare them um uh, sounds like a good time yeah yeah now I prefer my schnapps as far as and children go like scotch um you can um you know you can like leave your shoes out um in some places kids would leave a shoe just like outside the door i was reading this and i was like are people stealing shoes from kids like yeah, people are assholes. Yeah. So, yes. Well, leaving a I shoe. have no doubt that some monster stole a kid's shoe full of candy, but that's fine. Yeah. So in so kids would leave their shoes out um, either outside the door or just like outside, you know, like near the hearth or something like that. And they would get gifts put into their shoes if they were good or a birch stick if they were bad. In some traditions, the birch stick is actually painted gold or silver or white or something like that. And in some traditions, they're just regular birch naked birch sticks. Um, now, sometimes Krampus was known to give coal to bad children either. As opposed to birch in a pair of long johns. I guess. Uh. So uh, some families would be gifted a bundle of birch sticks from Krampus. Not because they had bad kids, but to remind the kids yeah. year round them birch sticks. Yeah, that's a that's a mad. that's a mad Krampus flex. What are you talking it's about? It's basically dude? the progenitor of Elf could on the Shelf. Could you could you imagine getting a gift from Santa Claus that's just like like some sort of statistical analysis for a coal mine like that's that's some straight up like listen you're not bad this time you're kind of a piece of shit so you might be next time so let me remind <laughs> you about what happens if you don't get this like that's that's dirty that's that's dirty Krampus shit right there yeah yeah so this <laughs> this bundle awesome. of birch sticks that would be displayed year round um they would just like have it there and i get it's basically like year round elf on the shelf yeah um, you know, which I think is pretty hilarious. Yeah. But yeah, you'd just be given a, a birch stick if you were a bad kid. When your kid's acting up in the 1400s and you're like, hey, look at that pile of sticks. You want that pile of sticks? All waving about your face and whatnot? Remember, Krampus is a nightmare. <laughs> be good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Krampus is like my absolute favorite. I love everything about Krampus. Krampus is the best. Yeah, Krampus yeah. Is, is super fun. I actually watched the horror movie. It was on Shudder today. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, Krampus so I got is to such watch a good movie, today. too, yeah. And we just finished the Krampus book. Yeah, uh, Which is Brom. a Braun. Yeah, Brom. With an M. B-R-O-M. Oh, I thought it was with an N. Okay, Brom oh. with an M. Um, It's really, really good. It's, what has it been, like, three-year tradition now? Yeah. That we we listen to it like every holiday, like every Yule season. Uh, we listen to Krampus and uh, Nosferatu. Yeah. Which is by uh, Joe Hill. Yeah. Which is Stephen King's kid. Yeah. And um, Nosferatu is also good. Nothing to do with Krampus. Very dark. We, we like horror. So <laughs> it's a horror book. Uh, and if you have an opportunity, again, no sponsor, but I have to flex this because I, fu I fucking love this audiobook. 
listen to it in the audiobook format. It's read by Kate Mulgrew, who's Captain Janeway from Star Trek Voyager. I love Kate Mulgrew to death. She's like one of my favorite people on Earth. Yeah. Uh, and she she reads this book perfectly. Like, I refuse to actually read this book on my own. Like, on paper. <laughs> Legit. That's how good Kate Mulgrew is. While we were listening to it this year, I was, like, thinking that in my head when I was driving to work and listening to it. I was just like, you know what? I was like, we should own, like, a copy of Krampus like like on like on it's a illustrated we should it's illustrated i didn't yeah. even know that shit you that sounds awesome and i'm like that sounds dope i would love to own a copy of this book because i've listened to it like i don't know shit at this point in time like five times yeah right and i was like i love this book but i was like man do i want to read this and not have kate mulgrew like fill me with dread <laughs> you know it's just i don't know it's one of those it's such a perfect read it's such a perfect fucking fit <laughs> But uh, yeah, read the Krampus book, watch the Krampus movie, um, get a Krampus decoration. I actually looked this year for like a really nice Krampus like figurine for our tiny town behind us, and I couldn't find one. So I'm probably going to have to buy a 3D printer and 3D print one. Or we're just going to have to make one. We're just going to sculpt one. Yeah, we'll buy a 3D printer and 3D print one. That seems like a lot less work. I don't need to <sighs> I don't need to sculpt the detail of a fucking basket on a figurine this big. I mean, but maybe you it's do. so much work, but maybe you do. I have eight models in differential stages of doneness. Yeah, it sounds to me like you're made for that. No, that's the exact opposite of what I'm trying to do. <laughs> Criminy. Well, it wouldn't be proper to talk about Krampus and not talk about his counterpart, St. Nicholas, a.k.a. Santa Claus. Yeah. Popo Gijo. <laughs> Oh my god, I love those movies so much. The Santa Claus, yeah. Oh, good yes, yes. Tim Allen just absolutely devastates those movies. It's so good. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. So Santa Claus, at first glance, seems kind of like a weird thing to put on this list because this yeah, is like a pagan heathen and this is like a like a Christian thing. Um, but is santa claus a christian but like thing? modern santa claus has kind of been moved to a place where it sort of isn't any of that yeah. so modern santa claus is one part saint nicholas who was a saint who lived in the third to fourth century he's the patron saint of children and was known to secretly leave gifts to those in need yeah so it's one part one part he's also one part father christmas who took uh, the place of St. Nicholas in certain parts of the world um, and represented peace, joy, revelry, and good food and drink. It's very important, the good food and drink thing, because everything I read really focused on that good food and drink thing. So Father Christmas. Uh, and then the, and then he's also one part Sinterklaas, um, who is a combination of Odin and St. Nicholas. So that's kind of why we're here talking about Santa yeah, Claus. So Odin uh, has a lot of, you know, parallels to Santa Claus, which they talk about in the book Brahm that you were just or I'm sorry, in the book Klaus or Klaus, no, Krampus by Brahm. Too many. Do we need to words. do you need to take a break? Woo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't drink so much during these podcasts bro I'm, I'm not even drinking that much no it's mostly me i'm the one that's drinking yeah you're the one who's drinking yeah. so um so odin wears a long cloak and has a big hat yep. while he rides around on his flying eight eight-legged horse and is accompanied by his two ravens who listen for news of the world the wild hunt how, how 
seven reindeer is Santa Claus pulled by? Is it pulled by eight reindeer? Yes. Ah, I think I've never made that connection before, but yeah. that's humorous as shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, um, in addition to that, the wild hunt happens around or just before the winter solstice, where Odin and his helpers, animal or otherwise, ride around the world hunting game to bring back home to feed people for the long winter. So, um, there's a lot of parallels there. <laughs> Very clearly. So, Sinterklaas wears a large red robe, so different color than Odin, but still a big robe, a large fancy hat while riding a white horse. Very specifically, Center Class wears a white horse. Um, but modern Santa Claus um, is pulled by eight reindeer, um, his eight legged horse, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and Center Claus's helpers um, are called Zwarte Piet. And um, they listen at chimneys and tell him if children were good or bad. Now, back in the olden times, a chimney was not this like brick or, you know, like sculpted thing. It was literally just like a hole in a roof. Um, so they would listen and then tell Sinterklaas whether or not these kids were good enough to warrant having gifts. And if they were, then he would toss some gifts down the chimney. And if they weren't, he would just move on um, to the next place. So uh, there's a, a, a folk... Lies near your fireplace is what I'm hearing. Don't spread the lies. The fireplace listens to your lies. I mean, we're in trouble then because the fireplace is like the centerpiece of our whole house. That's fair. That's what I keep getting um, up for so, is drinks and fire. <laughs> keeping keeping the fireplace going. So there's this folklorist named Margaret, Margaret Baker, and she says that, uh, quote, the appearance of Santa Claus or Father Christmas, whose day is the 25th of December, owes much to Odin, the old blue hooded cloaked white bearded gift bringer of the north who rode the midwinter sky on his eight-footed slipnir visiting his people with gifts odin transformed in father christmas then santa claus prospered with saint nicholas and the christ child and became a leading player on the christmas stage so santa claus really isn't just part of the christian tradition it's sort of part of the weird amalgamation of things as they sort of pick up new traditions over time and how the Christianization of Europe affected people who lived there and practiced the native religions for where they were and sort of like changed them around. Um, and historically Santa Claus, um, pretty much looked however the people wanted him to look. Um, but his look into what we know in modern times didn't really solidify until 1823. Um, so a lot of people say that Coca-Cola are the ones that made Santa, Santa but yeah. that's not true. It's totally true. Um, Don't, Santa's... Don't believe Coca-Cola's <laughs> lies. They invented Santa Claus. <laughs> they They're not, monster they people. Not. Please send me free Coca-Cola. Um, so I love that shit. <laughs> so there's two things that really invented the modern look of Santa Claus. And one of them is the poem. Carbs? No, one of them is the poem A Visit from St. Nicholas, uh, which is also called The Night Before Christmas. <laughs> and that was written in 1823, yeah. um, where they talk about Santa Claus having like a, jolly, a bowl full, full of jelly. Bell yeah. yeah, I want to point out that in that Santa Claus is miniature. Oh, sure. Yeah, I don't he's know. miniature. Let's sure. keep that yeah, in mind there. Um, yeah, that's just an odd thing that no one seems to like ever do anything with. 
Um, now, the second thing that changed what we know of Santa Claus looking like is um, in 1881, an illustrator who's named Thomas Nast drew the classic Santa. And this guy wasn't just an illustrator. He was also a cartoonist, but like very famously a political cartoonist. And he's also the one who came up with a variety of different things that we still think about today. So like as far as politics go, Republicans have a uh, have an elephant and Democrats have a donkey. And he is the first person to have ever drawn that. So he really like cemented a lot of like primarily American visual ideals mm -hmm. for the things that we um, that we celebrate. But, but he like, also created like big, Uncle Santa. But like Big Fat Santa ain't worldwide Santa. Santa no. Claus worldwide, not Big Fat Santa. No. Um, yeah. Now, Santa's look did continue to be tinkered with until the Coca-Cola ads came out. The Coca-Cola ads in the 1930s really like solidified. Like, yeah, they like two things cauterized that, that Santa, Santa Claus is a big fat white dude and that polar bears love the taste of Coca-Cola. And that polar bears and penguins are in the same place, which they're not. I mean, they can be if you try hard enough. No. No, <laughs> no they're, they're not. not. <laughs> I love those Coca-Cola commercials, though. Their Christmas commercials are the best. They're heartwarming. Yeah. So that's a that's Santa Claus. Yeah. Um, now, we don't. Yeah. So we celebrate. We do gifts on Christmas Day because that's generally the easiest yeah. thing to do. We celebrate Christmas, but not. But not in like a Christian churchy, religious Christ way. mass Christmas. Yeah. yeah. We do celebrate Christmas the hallmark holiday yeah, yeah 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 we do yeah we do mostly uh but we also celebrate yule and like several other winter festivals that happen around this and we are definitely gonna celebrate krampusnacht yeah yeah well we did that was in the past well yeah i guess yeah we, we did we yeah. did celebrate krampusnacht and next year on the list is also is also saturnalia yes yes yeah yes we're gonna do more saturnalia this year um honestly saturnalia a little caught me off guard but this has been a busy fucking season. Yeah, yeah. Me. Well, I've got a so. big old calendar and I'm going to be putting all of like the all of like the holidays and like feast days down and we're going to have a party time 2022. I'm already like this calendar. This is going to be a lot of work. How am I going to do this? I don't know. Um, I'm mostly going to sit in front of my computer and furiously jot dates and the way to like figure out dates down and then come back to the calendar and write them down <laughs> it's they're gonna be so full they're gonna be so full yeah so um five calendars so yeah so for yule specifically we typically celebrate by having people over and by doing a small ritual or an involved ritual sort of depending on what our flavor is mm -hmm. and um we usually do a feast because we always do a feast it's usually something like hearty there's like soups and stews that we'll do yep. and we bake cookies and um sometimes we give gifts but we generally are um you know, we generally don't want people to feel like they need to give us a gift because a lot of people we know aren't necessarily in the place to be able to provide gifts to everyone that they know. So for us, Yule is more of a feeling that we it's, yeah, have. It's like, it's like a feast and like hanging out with friends and like having a good time. Honestly, a lot of these, I think that in, in the modern age, we focus maybe a little too much on the gift giving aspect of a thing. And I'm a little biased on this because I am bad at gift giving 
because I don't understand what humans are on about. And that shit's confusing. And gift giving has like a bunch of emotions and shit attached to it. And that shit's also confusing. So I'm like, not good at it. Right. But like, other than the like small, like we do like a family. What is that called? Secret Santa? Yeah. We do like a small family Secret Santa. Um, we should totally try and make that a white elephant next year. That would be fun. That'd be fun. It'd white be elephant different. is always like my favorite way to just completely destroy friendships. I like the right, left, right so poem thing. Um, but I do not know what that means. Um, at all, in fact. Uh, not even a little. That's you'll we'll explain that when I'm done. Does yes. that make any sense? Um, but uh no, yeah. So we do like a little bit of gift giving, and it's mostly just about like the hanging out and the food. I mean, this is really just like gangster thanksgiving for us yeah and if you're outside of america thanksgiving is a holiday where we celebrate lies by having food i think is what's going on right now with thanksgiving i don't really know but it's a good excuse to buy turkey hella cheap and eat that shit and i fucking love turkey so bam the thanksgiving (laughs) sandwiches is a sandwich with three carbs on it so what are you gonna put inside of that bread uh turkey potatoes other wet and then cooked wet bread Yes. Yeah. I want bread and potatoes inside of my fucking bread. <laughs> Holy shit. I didn't get fat not eating carbs. <laughs> it's so good. Um, but yeah, this year we're doing um, we're doing uh, um, beef stew. Yeah, we're doing beef stew. Yeah, we're doing beef stew. Yeah. So, yeah. In a way that I have fucking literally never cooked beef stew, by the way. It's very interesting. Again, thank you, Ragusia. Uh, for making me do something very risky for a holiday <laughs> with a bunch of family members. So whatever, it'll work out. I'm confident. Yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah, we'll it'll be it fucking out. fine. Yeah. So um, normally what we do with these um, with these episodes is we give two spells. But uh, in lieu of doing two spells, I have written a simple Yule ritual. And I say simple, but this is much longer than what our typical spells are. So um, we generally have all of these up on our Patreon um, for the Horn and Cauldron subscribers. So you can kind of like download these pages and you can keep them and you can print them out or just like save them you know to whatever um so um we've got a simple yule ritual for you feel free to take some of these pieces here and reuse them as you want but this is something that i have written um that is you know uh in mind with yule and not specific to any sort of tradition um so it kind of takes a lot of different elements from a lot of different places yeah yule uh public domain not yule tm yeah whichever tm you're particular tming Yeah. So for this ritual, um, you can, of course, include any other magical items that you like to use, but you will need something to drink. You'll need a small snack. You'll need five small candles, which is basically one for each point of a pentagram. And you will need one large candle that can be lit several times. Um, Pillar candles, jar candles, or like those plain white prayer candles and those tall glass things are great for this uh, ritual. So... First, you're going to cast your circle and clear your mind. And once we're ready, light the candle for earth. And um, the candles for the points of the pentagram, you can have them in the points of the pentagram. You can have them colored for the elements. You can have them in the directions of the elements, whatever yeah. you want to do. You can just or have them a in a straight line. Lights from, uh, however you want to do From it. the grocery store, because that shit's cheap and you were able to get it at the last minute. So do yeah. that. They could also yeah. be electric candles, however you want to do this. Mm, uh, yeah. Also, if you're going to have candles, t- two things. 
one, make sure that you that you're paying attention. Fire safety. You know, the thing that I always say, Uh, you have them on a surface that isn't going to burn. I've definitely ruined a couple of uh, (laughs) altar cloths by putting a candle on top of them. Perhaps recently. Inside of a metal thing and the metal thing got hot and it like ruined the altar cloth. And also make sure you know where the wax is going to go when it melts because I just had wax run down my top tier altar space onto the second tier altar space, ruining an altar cloth there, and then down onto the third tier altar space, ruining an altar cloth there, a ritual knife, and a couple of rocks buried in wax. So I have a bunch of cleanup to do post Yule season. Uh, that yeah. sounds like January Jonathan's problem and fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, cause I'm not dealing yeah. with that shit right now, man. That sounds like way too much work. Yeah. So, but, so be smart. Yeah. So you can do with these things as you know, anything you want. The yeah, idea behind these rituals is you make it whatever you want it to be. So light the candle for earth and say, spirits of the earth, warm the frozen ground beneath me. Next, light the air candle and say, spirits of air, shelter me from the cold winter winds. Next, light the fire candle and say, spirits of fire, warm my hearth and my heart. Next, light the water candle and say, spirits of water, shelter me from the cold rains. And now you'll light the spirit candle, which is typically the top of the pentagram, um, and say, spirits of my ancestors, guide and protect me during the dark months. Now, once you've got all these lit, take a moment to think about the winter season, the symbolism of the longest night and kind of what that means to people, what that meant to ancient people, what that means to you personally, Um, thinking, keeping in mind that each day after this gets longer as spring approaches and the possibilities just seem endless, Um, you know, as you get to this period where it's the beginning of the year and the end of the year and you're kind of starting a new cycle. So once you're ready light the large candle and say the wheel of the year turns from dark to light and back again. Tonight marks the beginning of the sun's return and brings with it new hopes and dreams. Now meditate on a singular goal that you'd like to achieve this year while staring into the flame of that candle. If you would like when the candle is later been put out, um, you can decorate this candle for that particular thing um you know thing um but for right now you want it to be blank because you really want to get this goal in mind during this ritual and then continue that after um so when you're ready uh thinking about your singular goal say spirits aid me in fulfilling my wish to whatever your wish is as the days pass my progress increases when i falter i use the light of this candle to guide my way Now, enjoy your small snack uh, and be sure to leave behind a sip and a bite for the spirits. And once you're ready, you can close the circle, thank the spirits and extinguish the candles. You don't have to do this in any particular ritualistic way. You can literally just say thank you (laughs) Uh, and extinguish the candles like that's fine. However, you want to do that for you. You want to save your large candle until last, though. And um, once that candle is out, then you can move that candle someplace else in your space and you can decorate it if you want for whatever your goal is. Uh, And then when you need encouragement or reminders about reaching whatever this goal is, light that candle and just let that burn for a little bit. So you can really kind of keep this going 
for as long as you want. And if you, the, your candle burns out, you just get another candle. Yeah. It's totally fine. Um, so the that's like a candles, nice simple you Yule ritual. you put your candle on top of a second candle, one continuous candle. Yes. Yes, that is definitely a thing that we do. <laughs> to try and reuse wax, if nothing else. Yeah. We have a whole drawer, just wax, um, of various partial candles. Both weird experiments where um, the candle that I made didn't work. Yeah. As, which is like a shocking thing to make a candle and it doesn't candle. Uh, but it happens, I guess. Um, as well as uh, just like whatever weird candles that have like burned out. Yeah. Or like every once in a while we candle get a, butts. Every once in a while we get a candle and we're just like, this candle burns perfectly. And then like six months later, you're like, oh, oh, this candle just burned a perfect tube down the center of this candle. What a waste of wax. Yeah. So I save all that shit to make new candles. Uh, wax recycle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we do a lot of wax recycling around yeah. here. I make a lot of candles. <laughs> Both standard, like, poured wax candles and um, beeswax candles, which I actually prefer beeswax candles. Uh, yeah. Way easier. Yeah, I like the way the unrefined ones smell. They smell just a little sweet. Yeah, beeswax is beeswax makes a nice makes a nice scent. Yeah. And you have to use so much essential oil to make like a candle throw in a good way because I refuse to use candle scents. Candle scents are like mildly toxic and some people can be allergic to them. So it's better to err on the side of safety and yeah. use like pure essential oil um when you're doing candles. So Yeah. 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 So now you have a nice, simple Yule ritual to do, um, whether it's this year or another year. And you can kind of meld that into your own tradition. Of course, if you're in the broom closet, modify this however you think makes the most sense. Rather than saying things out loud, you can maybe say them in your head. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you don't necessarily have to go super overtly witchy about it. Yep. So there's a lot of different ways that you can kind of do yep. that. And you can use electric tea lights for your five candles and an electric. I mean, I like like you go to you go to the store you can get like electric pillar candles nowadays run yeah. off oh, like yeah. four double a batteries kind of a thing right and then just like turn that on whenever you need to focus and it's just like a nice ambient light or whatever um oh you can't you can kind of see in this guy uh that's an led light that like flickers like fire. Like you could even use something like that. Yeah, we yeah, we've got a um five? we've got like a lampshade behind us for those of you that aren't watching the youtube video oh yeah that has like these like candle flicker led lights in them and they're pretty cool and we have them throughout the house in a like i can see three of them four of them right now yeah there are, there are like four in the like <laughs> everywhere near vicinity but it gives like a nice sort of like warm glow like soft glowing light um so we just kind of have them about the house as like ambient lighting and yeah, they're LED, yeah. so they don't take a ton of electricity or any of that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, and actually having an LED pillar candle is honestly kind of perfect for the for the the candle for your goal um in this spell oh, it's because so smart. it's never going to burn down. Um, you know, it's always going to be there and it, and if the batteries run out, you just do new batteries. So whenever you're working towards your goal, you can just have that candle on yeah. as kind of like extra Yeah. Oomph. And you can use it as like a meditative process. It it would allow you to use a candle in a significantly safer and a significantly more repetitive way. Yeah. than like a traditional candle. Right. Like it's it's a very good yeah. idea to use like an LED pillar candle or something to that extent 
for your um for your like goal candle yeah. as it were yeah which we very I totally well agree. might just get some of those yeah um, actually a super smart idea <laughs> yeah. yeah so uh as usual we've got correspondences for you so um for yule correspondences we've got animals so deer are associated with yule especially stags um so is the phoenix and squirrels and trolls although i suppose trolls aren't really animals but that's where I put them initially. So I'm going to have to move that. Yeah, trolls are people, bro. What's yes. wrong with you? Damn. <laughs> Damn. Disrespectful dog. Trolls getting fucking hated on over here. Move it right now. Yeah, shit, bro. You just watch me. You just watch me. That's fine. Me. She's moving it, guys. Don't worry. I'm, I'm watching, watching her do it. R-S-T. I'm watching her do. There we go. Oh, my God. Do you do those alphabetically? Yeah, they're alphabetically. Oh, I've that's, never noticed that's that. That's why it ended up there. Well, they weren't alphabetically originally, and um, it's been... It's you could have just before. lied and said they were alphabetical this whole time, and I would have believed No, the first... The, I have no The early reference. ones are not alphabetical. And I understand that I have to look at these to do <laughs> the Book of Shadows pages. And so, there there are times when I like, I like I look at a thing, and I'm like, maybe there's something spelt wrong here. But often, <laughs> I'm just like, this seems fine. Yeah. So colors associated with Yule Rely are, I mean, really all the colors that you'd expect. So blue, gold, green, red, silver, white, all of those colors associated with Yule. I know that you did that alphabetically, but the order in which you did that is the most infuriating <laughs> shit I have ever heard. Right. It's red and green, blue and white, silver and gold. Yeah. Just in a different order. It's like a word. Jumper. Wow. Hey, maybe the Book of Shadows is different. Uh, subscribe to our Patreon to find out because that shit's annoying. Uh, <laughs> You'll forget by the time you're doing the Book Oh of my God, I'm going to forget in fucking 30 seconds, but that's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. So stones that are associated <laughs> with Yule um, would be bloodstone, clear quartz, uh, emerald, ruby, garnet, and also snowflake obsidian. Uh, so what the fuck is snowflake obsidian? Oh, it's like a black stone yeah. that has little white snowflake kind of like patterns on it. It's very pretty. Wow. Did not know. Yeah. Did yeah. not know. Learning about new rocks. Guys learn something every day. Yeah. And bloodstone is kind of like a red and green stone. Oh, I know what bloodstone yeah. looks like. Yeah. Uh, as far as stone plants made out go, of human blood. Um, really also all of works. all of the plants and herbs that you would think are associated with this holiday are so cinnamon and clove frankincense ginger holly ivy um mistletoe mint i put myrrh in there twice i really wanted to, to nail that one home i guess is myrrh a plant um well it's under this plants and herbs kind of thing <laughs> it's not an answer it's a resin um poinsettia i don't know rosemary what is, so and yes. really any evergreen is um associated with Yule. For those of you that live in an area that is tropical or subtropical, um, palms are also pretty generally associated with uh, winter festivities. Yeah. Yeah. Because they are also evergreen. Is that because of the Corona commercials? No. No, actually, that stems from like it stems from like with the whistling uh, and then the palm tree lights up. (laughs) 
It's no, perfect. They ran that commercial for like fucking that. two decades, it's, um, dude. It's something that sort of came from. Part of my soul. It's something that sort of came from Saturnalia. So Saturnalia is um, like the winter Greek festival, but they're very close to Egypt. And in Egypt, they primarily used palms to decorate during festivals as evergreens, um, particularly like the the winter. Are palm trees evergreen here? I guess palm yeah. trees are evergreen. Palm trees are evergreen. That's very strange. I guess I've never really thought about a palm tree as being evergreen. But also ferns are evergreen. Sure. And so is yeah. ivy. Yeah, so is yeah, mistletoe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you that know. stuff makes sense. But I just, a palm tree as evergreen. So are bromeliads. Yeah. What? Yeah. Well, also can be live. I mean, yeah. Bromies can be dicks sometimes. Uh, no, they're they're not. You water them and then they don't die. That's it. Um, yeah. So foods, again, this is all like, it's all very like, oh, that makes sense. So yeah. like apples and breads, candy, cookies, cranberries, uh, dark beer, especially um, eggnog, mead, ham, hot chocolate, mulled wine, my personal favorite cold yeah. warm sangria is basically what mold wine is um nuts dried fruit and well, any other seasonal food yeah yeah well my sangria is pretty good too i'm uh, not saying the sangria <laughs> is bad i'm just saying that mold wine is better and mold stout even better than mold wine but yeah we did that last mold stout year also, mold stout also has like rum and red wine in it so that shit gets you fucking yeah that was dangerous riggedy riggedy Woo. wrecked bro um as i was so literally just talking about that today after work with the guys <laughs> we were we were like sitting outside and um i have like uh just just like an over shirt on at work and the guys are sitting outside in like these like big heavy jackets and they're like i'm so cold and i was like you know it would be great if we had like warm beer but like warm beer isn't like like a thing kind of yeah and then i was like but last year julie and i made this mold stout that was pretty dope and i was talking about it and they're like yeah of course it's delicious that's just alcohol with flavors bro like that's yeah you know because we made it we made it like pretty beefy but it, it was, was delish yeah it, it was, was beefy mucho delish but also <laughs> a lot of alcohol it's not for the faint of heart yeah it was it was something Oof, you can boy. also do mold cider non-alcohol yeah right if you get like just like whatever unfiltered apple juice in the states i think that's yeah. what that's called and then you just like season it with spices and herbs and such yeah and you can um, also mull uh like cranberry juice as like a wine alternative yeah um, so you can definitely get those flavors if you're like no drink you know um yeah so and like if it's you know if it's like, like oh you goat is the thing but like you're like no meat then like do some other shit that's not a goat but like has some sort of equivalence yeah i don't know i think fractal broccoli but that's just because i think <laughs> fractal broccoli for everything so do fractal broccoli instead of a goat yule fractal broccoli I, it's not in season. There's no way you're going to find it. No, there's that. no way. Yeah, yeah, there's no way. Yule asparagus? Um, What's in season right now? I mean, there's beets? a bunch of asparagus. I mean, really like lettuce. Turnips? And beets and turnips. Yeah, and I don't even know. Lettuce, lettuce isn't in season. It's just that we live in like a weird nightmare place where we can get lettuce all year round. Yeah, we live in California, so yeah. we can, you know, get a lot of that stuff. But yeah. You live any, in Northern California. It's not being foods. grown here. Let's fucking clarify that strongly. Uh, a lot of that right. stuff is grown. Greenhouse, same, same. But a lot of our stuff's just grown in like SoCal. 
Yeah. Yeah. So um, deities that are associated with Yule are um, Amaratsu, Apollo, Balder, Brigid, Demeter, um, Gaia. So like Mother Earth, Green Man, the Holly King and the Horned God, uh, Isis, Lu, uh, as well as Odin, Perchta, Ra, uh, Rhea and the Triple Goddess. You don't have Krampus on there. Because he's not a deity. Uh, is it a man that you allow to break into your house and beat your children? I mean, I can put that Krampus That sounds on like there. a deity to me. Right? Less there. wise, you want to stop K- Krampus the fucking Yule K-L. Lord. K-L. Where's K? I don't know. Shit. I went to American high school, bro. Alphabet. Yeah, that's why I have to do the, the alphabet, alphabet every has time. to be said in my head every single fucking time I have to think about a letter. Yeah. I'm like, oh, what comes after H? J, right? It's I. I lie. Yeah, H-I-J. Yeah, I was just fucking. I know that because my name is a J, so H-I-J that lives in my mind, rent free. Yeah? Yeah. My name also starts with a J. I don't know that off the top of my head. Well, that sounds like you failed as being the bearer of a name that starts with J. I guess. I don't know. Honestly, this is my thing. <laughs> I don't care about alphabetical. I don't care about non-alphabetical. Our alphabet's silly. So I don't worry <laughs> about it. Yeah. And like, what if they go by last name? My last name's an N, so it, you know, that's like in the dead middle. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, whatever. I'm used to just being in the middle. Okay. So <laughs> um, that's Yule. That's Yule 102. It's Yule 102, huh? Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah. So uh, our next episode is going to be a deep dive on the Dagda, which is a deity in the Celtic pantheon. So I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, the Dagda's dope. Yeah. And yeah. then right after that episode, our new episode, our new is show the Dagda, is coming um, out. Let's see. So... The Dagda will be January the 3rd. Yes. Okay, so yeah, that's perfect. Wow, that really works out good for us. Yeah, Um, so our new show um, is going to be happening in... So for those of you that did not listen to our anniversary show, we're doing a new type of show. We're going to go to a format where you get to listen to us every week, which is really cool. So every other week, we're going to have these long form shows that take real deep dives, just like this one into a variety of subjects. No changes there. Horn and Cauldron podcast TM following the same schedule. It always does every other week, plus or minus a couple of days because, you know, real life is a nightmare place. Um, but on the off weeks where you traditionally don't get to look at or listen to our stupid faces, um, you now get that. You now get our stupid faces. You're welcome. You're, we're the best. I know. Don't worry about it. The clapping. <laughs> it, you're in public. Stop clapping. It's weird. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So we're going to do this new show. It's going to be short form. Like in the 15 to 45 minute range, because we've never done one. So we'll see. Yeah. And we originally started out with these podcast episodes being 45 minutes to an hour. And a lot of them clock in at like an hour and a half. So this boy, this boy's sitting at what, like an hour 30 almost already. No, that's a complete lie. Actually, this one's going to be closer to an hour. Damn. Yeah, this is a a shorter one. Yeah, hour 15. Um, So, yeah. So we're going to be doing on. uh, So the new show is going to be called Horn and Cauldron. Horn and Cauldron Pub Chat. It's going to be on the same channel 
You know, you don't have yeah, to. Same bad time, same bad yeah. place, but it's on the off weeks. And uh, our pub chats are going to be short form and they're going to be more, uh, a little bit more personable, right? Uh, a combination of uh, answering the occasional question. Some of these pub chats are going to be long form in the form of live streams throughout the year as our like back stock of like in-depth complicated questions yeah. builds. But for the most part, these are going to be like a short 15 to 45 minute um, because I'm I'm admitting truth about how long we're going to talk yeah, about yeah. a thing. So we're going to uh, be And it's basically... going to be a little bit more about like our practice as yeah. well as not just our practice, but like new thing that we read or interesting topic that we're like interested in at this moment. It's not quite long enough or able for us to do a full show on. Yeah. So we'll yeah. be talking about a lot of little things. We definitely want to answer questions. So if you've got questions for us, please, please, please hit us up, ask us questions. You can, um, you know, you can email them. You can send them to us on social. If you become a patron, you can just ask questions, even these shows notwithstanding in the discord chat or yeah. on Patreon. And we will answer them as best as we can, as quickly as we can. Um, you know, and you can find links to all of that stuff at nerdjive.com, um, which is in the, in the description below, if you're watching on YouTube and if you're listening on the podcast networks, I guess you just have to type that into a browser. Yeah, nerd Jive. It's spelled how <laughs> it sounds. Nerd and yeah. then Jive. <laughs> yeah, so we're really excited to be going to uh, a way where we can talk to you guys every week about yeah. this stuff. Yeah. It's been a wild ride this first year, and we are so in love with it. And uh, we're really grateful to our listeners, all five of you. <laughs> yeah. You guys are the best out there um, because we really enjoy talking about this stuff. And, and it's nice to know we're and... not talking to an empty room. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're technically this room isn't empty. We've got a whole bunch of dogs. in. Yeah. Here. Mostly these dogs are going to be uh, like fucking arc mages by the time we're done. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, most of That's them already threat, stare a little know. too deeply into the spirit realm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, are you looking in the void? Don't stop Man, staring into the nightmarish. Void. <laughs> but yeah no so we're just gonna kind of talk about like whatever's clever on those they're gonna be a little bit more free form um a little bit less researched and a little bit more just kind of like chill boy style yeah so yeah. stay tuned for that that's coming in 2022 um again i've been john norgrove this has been julie norgrove uh if you're interested in supporting more like dope content like this we have a patreon um, we're Nerd Jive on Patreon. There's a Horn and Cauldron podcast specific tier where you get access to the Book of Shadows pages, as well as a higher tier where you also get access to our um, barbecue hangouts. Yep. Um, it's our stakeholders tier where you uh, you get to hold all the stakes and hang out with us once a month and uh, just like shoot the shit and chit chat. These hangouts, man, every time. They yeah. go they go way longer than has ever been intended, <laughs> but it's not even like a complaint. It's just because it's so much fun to hang out with you guys and just like chit chat and like kind of talk about reality or whatever we're watching or whatever we just read. And it's 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 fun. It's educational in both directions, uh, which is which is kind of the point. Um, but yeah, so support us on Patreon. You get the book shadows pages, you get all that kind of stuff. Um, those are fun. Yeah. 
I like I like making them. My my hallway is filled with them. Yep. So it's very very fun. <laughs> I enjoy them. I think they're pretty cool. And uh, if you're listening to us on a podcast net- network, uh, leave a review of the podcast or for the podcast, however that makes sense linguistically, uh, because that's the only real way that we know that you listen to it. Let's be perfectly honest. Um, podcast analytics are a bullshit lie. And uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, significantly easier asks, uh, like this video, comment below, share, subscribe. I, you definitely have questions or we said a thing wrong. Tell us that we said a thing wrong below. It's okay. Um, Cause I would like to know how to say it properly. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, some of these definitely got some of these total lies. So um, yeah, let us know what's going on with that. Comment below. We can have a conversation down there. Uh, we keep an eye on that. And uh, you can also hit us up through direct email on nerdjive.com or on our social media. Yep. Um, yeah, I think that's all of the commercials I had to commercial. Oh, lies. We have an Etsy shop as right, well. We do. I regularly forget to mention this in podcasts because I'm bad at this being a business person. But uh, we have an Etsy shop called Norgrove Enterprises. That's the last name. It's Norgrove. Uh, it's, again, links in the thing. Um, but Norgrove Enterprises is our Etsy shop where we sell, like, embroidery floss and tie-dye. I'm, like, a weird colored wizard. So, like, we we do, like, uh, like tie-dye and witchy stuff and candles. And, and, and there is more coming in 2022 by a considerable margin, as well as we have a bunch of art pieces in there. Yep. Um, both of us do incredibly different styles of art. We have very different practices and very different styles of art. And uh, uh, both are featured in um, on our Etsy shop. So check that out and yep. support us there. Yeah, and we're, uh, we're hoping to do countdown calendars, like advent calendars. Yeah, we're, th- we're, we're hoping to do advent calendars, not just for Yule, comma uh, christmas but also for some of the larger uh other larger festivals wow i combined like three fucking words in that one (laughs) um drink more yeah so stay tuned and uh see what we've got yeah um if that's it we will catch you guys on the flip side. Either yeah. way, I have been John Norgrove. This has been Julie Norgrove. This has been the Horn and Cauldron podcast. podcast. And we will catch you guys on the flip side. Uh, stay magical, folks. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I have a thing I say. Here. Yeah, you have a thing that you say. I'm pointing at her. She's not listening. Yeah, watch the YouTube video. It's very funny. Mostly because she's the responsible one, except for at the end. Yeah. So don't forget, breathe in self-confidence and breathe out self-doubt. Catch you guys next time.